Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report podcast. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski, and please welcome our three special guests. We have Alex Clark. Hey, everybody. Paul Wilcox. It's great to be back. Thanks. And special returning guest, Frankie Muniz. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? It's great. Thanks for having me back on the show. You sound surprised to be here. <laughs> I always am a little bit. Uh, when when the call comes in, I never quite know what it's going to be. So what what's keeping your life busy these days? Really been uh, spending a lot of time working on some of my latest ventures. Spending a lot of time in the headset lately. I probably was last time you were talking to me as well, but I would say that's actually even uh, increased. You know, I've, I've been spending a lot of time in our um, immersive oil-based experience, really kind of tweaking that because I'm really still a big, very big believer in the technology and uh, what it can do for humanity. What can it do for humanity? Well, it can give access to our products in a way that has never been done before. Like just the oils and vinegars or other things? Well, there's the oils and vinegars. There's the 3D virtual immersive oil experience, um, as <laughs> Frankie, we talked about before. Frankie verse. That's still yes. The in in the Frankie the the Muniz verse. The Muniz verse. Oh, Muniz verse. Sorry, verse, sorry. Uh, I get all the verses mixed oh, up. It's okay. Yeah. People people call it the Frankie verse all the time. It's kind of a fun <laughs> joke around here, but. Um, because maybe the product hasn't taken off as well as I've, as I've wanted to, I've really been thinking, well, I need to sell it to my people here first so they can really see and become the, the first-hand witnesses that I need to, to this product. So I do now mandate that my employees spend at least 50% of their working week in the immersive virtual Munisverse uh, oil-based uh, verse. <laughs> and, and how do your employees feel about this? Are they happy? Are they are they good with that? Uh, from what I've heard, they seem to be good with it. Just unrelated, we've kind of had trouble sort of keeping our top talent lately. Um, I don't think it's due to this, though, because the feedback I've gotten about the immersive experience has been really just great, you know. I hear there was some pushback, though, Frankie, because you were making your employees buy their own tanks and oil? Um, well, they that is not entirely true. Because these are going to be appreciating assets, we're treating it as part of the total compensation package <laughs> um, is... You know, receiving this incredibly valuable technology. Part of the retirement package. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like their four hundred one. You know, and you you don't if you have this uh, system, you don't need to take a vacation. You can just go <laughs> there. You can just immerse yourself in the special uh, virtual oil, and you can go to any place you want. If you want to safely explore um, disaster areas without needing to put yourself in danger, you know, you can travel to virtually. The vacations are obsolete, I, I tell them, <laughs> um, when, especially when they request time off so close to an, such an important product launch coming up. So you, you consider watching human misery a vacation? I don't think that, I mean, it's not human, like it's... Oh, it's like an abandoned disaster area. I mean, it's not <laughs> just the remnants true. of humanity. <laughs> like, 
that everyone is is safe, you know, but like <laughs> you want to see what it's uh what it would be like to go to you know see like maybe a flooded area or you know something along those lines. <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, the big thing, right, is disaster tourism. Everyone's, like, all about that now. And I think the most ethical way to do that is vir- virtually. But we do still have to send someone down there to capture the, the data. Someone from uh, Frankie Maps? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Frankie Maps car driving around everywhere. Yeah, or in this case, probably an airboat of some kind. <laughs> airboat? Uh, airboat? Wow. Yeah. It's Fair probably... to expense. When you're in those kinds of areas, it's really like, it's like the Everglades, you know, but in a city. With oil. With oil, yes. That is also a great way to uh, lubricate the the airboats as you're going over land, too, is by squirting the oil out, like, in front of the the boat to (laughs) slide over, you know, any taller obstacles. That makes sense. Yeah, it was definitely one of the markets we made sure to get into early. Because we were like, why are you using this... uh, basically dish soap when you could be using a very superior product that happens to already be everywhere in the in the local environment anyway so the emails haven't been doing a good job keeping up with the invisible oil spills then if it's well, everywhere in the local environment it's not everywhere but the the emule program has had to undergo some i would say necessary cuts i had to lay off about 50% of the emule um, robotic <laughs> staff because we really needed those resources for the Munisverse. The and, NFT venture? Yes, the 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 uh, you know token where you can virtually buy a, a bottle of or several bottles or drums or whatever form you want of our great oils and vinegars. So how is I don't remember what the cryptocurrency you had created an association was it like muniz bucks or muniz coin or oil coin frank coins yeah you know, i don't remember what it was we've how is that doing so yeah we we shopped several different coin names with a few different soft launches and what we ended up settling on was emule coin because it's you know such an iconic symbol um you know we can put the logo of the of the emule kind of mashed up with the virtual coin aspect and so far it's the launch has gone well how is emule coin doing these days trading high trading um, low not trading the the market overall has uh has taken a bit of a turn but that hasn't really affected us quite as much as other coins is emule coin tied to some sort of asset or something no it's not but it is it is actually trading negative at the moment, so really any market dips have only been kind of good because it's it's really helped the relative value of Emule Coin um, investors, the, you know, in, increase their relative advantage. What the demographics of the investors are? What kind of people do you find buying the coins? It's kind of been all over the place, but really, from what we can tell, it's tied mostly to one particular crypto address that has been untraceable through uh, Tor. But uh, we think it's the same person who's been making all the big buys. How much do they have? They have about uh, 80% of the coin. Wow. Yeah. Given its current price, that's uh, not a not a humongous liability. 
Six now, were they were they buying it while it was trading negatively? Like, did people have to pay them to take it off their hands? Yeah, it was it was trading negative from from the beginning. Actually, we did have to pay that investor significantly too. But we our goal was is more to invest now to get the coin you know out there in people's wallets. We want people to adopt the coin, you know, to to actually use it in in real life, not just hold on to it. It's kind of like putting a hole in your digital wallet. <laughs> yeah, the rest but of the, I, the rest I of the money just falls right out. If we get it more into more wallets, though, then more people will want to buy it to get the money that the current owner has to pay, and we think that that's actually going to be a good thing for the coin. So roughly what percentage of the company's finances are currently tied up in email coin? Is it just a little? We don't keep a lot of we we always have a joke in the in the office about uh liquid assets, so to speak, given the uh, the nature of our business. But we tend not to keep uh, too many liquid assets. It's mostly in our capital investments like our invisible oil. Um, and our virtual oil, but a significant portion of our finances are in are in email coin as well. Are you worried then about a hostile takeover or anything? Um, a significant amount of your finances are tied up in this publicly traded crypto currency. I, I don't think that's a huge risk right now, but we're watching the price and thinking we will be buying back most of the coin when it when the opportunity is right. And when do you think that opportunity will be? Depending on how our next launch goes, I think we'll be in the perfect spot to make a move on our on our coin. Is there a good way of uh, mining the coin? There actually is. It is a you know, it is a standard deflationary currency, but it can be mined using our uh, proprietary uh, virtual oil um, immersion system. It actually has. A chip in there that is specifically tuned for mining the email coin and uh that is currently so is, it, is it tuned by they physically having them physically having to mine inside the oil tank like make mining actions it, we've kind of gamified that process similar to a you know what you might think of as like a virtual reality game but in this case you're actually uh, literally mining the email coin and you're also your human power is also being used to virtually and remotely pilot a real e-mule cleaning up real Munis Industries uh, virtual oil. So you can also be part of the solution while you are mining the coin and and gaining stake in in the company. So really, it's a it's a huge win, and we've looked at it. And you you it really is. It can be profitable quite with really not that much mining. So it's just not profitable yet? Well, it, it can be profitable for the end user. They do a, we, we call it a nine, you know, like the the kind of standard work week, the nine, nine, six, nine to nine, Monday through Saturday. And that is, you can uh, pretty much more than break even on uh, mining our uh, email coin that way. Except they have negative value right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yes, currently. but they, they yes, they they currently do. But with every coin you mine, you gain stake in the in the company. So the, overall, the company value is negative then for the moment. But if we get more miners out there and people start, you know, passing around this coin, I think we'll see it 
kind of buck the current trend and I, I tell everyone we're looking for that x you know because because the, the while the rest of the market goes down the emu coin goes up because you're always going to need an email that's that's what i tell them Wait, so you need the email coin to run the email? Well, that has been, that's part of our, you know, virtual piloting program where a user can virtually pilot a real or virtually remotely pilot a real email in its, uh, in assisting in cleanup efforts. How's that going? We've had a few volunteers. Uh, well, I shouldn't call them volunteers because they're getting a lot out of this, but kind of to increase adoption, I have, um, kind of, uh, we have sort of a ladder system here, and I do like to. It's it's really kind of been integrated into part of our company wide performance improvement plans. If you are maybe you know kind of in a slump at work, you do some of the virtual oil emule coin mining in the virtual oil immersive experience, and that way we've we've seen a lot of improvement. Uh, from we've we've really turned low performers into high performers that way. So as a recap so far, got you you have a complex mining operation and you force your employees to mine for you and you also force them to buy equipment with which to do that work. I mean it's it's a well established business like model. What, 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 it what works like the company's like pickaxe budget. Oh, like for for the virtual mining? Yes, we kind of like to guard some of the more specifics, but it it's a significant fraction of our mining uh, division. They really go through those pickaxes depending on the material, but it's it's at least twenty percent of the whole mining budget. What sort of things have you been doing that haven't involved the Munisverse, if anything, or has it all been Munisverse related? See, it all kind of ties back to the Mu- the Munisverse now. But I have wanted to expand and into more traditional social media spheres and uh, to tie that back to the Munisverse. Maybe to maybe that could help us kind of get some more adoption and kind of get the word out about this like one of a kind experience that you can't get anywhere else. Hey, hey Paul, do you have any questions for Frankie? Yeah, yeah. If there are any questions, Paul, that you feel Frankie should answer, this would be a great time to speak up. Oh, normally I, I, that's, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, oh man, I don't even know what to say. Normally I just kind of really just like to listen, take it in. But Frankie, it's so nice to finally be on the same airwaves together. Now, where are you right now, Frankie? I know in the past, sometimes Paul has stepped out and you've wandered into his apartment, but you seem pretty successful recently. You've probably got your own place now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do. Is it like really decked out or is it like, yeah, like what's your place like? Or is it virtual in the Munisverse? So it's really, it really is a, a space that merges virtual with with the real. It's basically, it, not only is it a great place to live, but it's also, it's got the most cutting edge of our uh, technology in terms of our oil immersive experiences. I would say about probably 50% of the square footage of the property is immersive oil pools, which... Uh, is really not only is it really great for having an even more immersive experience than in the in the oil barrel style but it also gives us a place to put the virtual oil and the invisible oil that we clean up um it it also works as a great storage area for that too and so which realm do you live in and for lack of a better word like the the meat verse or the munis verse meter oil 
Which do you prefer? Well, I don't, I don't think I have a preference. There, you know, I in fact sometimes I I spend so much time in one place or the other. Some sometimes when I'm immersed in the Munisverse, I almost forget whether I'm which one I am because sometimes I'll fall asleep in the Munisverse, wake up in the Munisverse, and I'll almost if I wake up in the Meat Verse, it's almost become a little bit unnerving because it just almost is starting to feel less real than the Munis verse, I would say. Just imagining a Citizen Kane situation where he's just wandering around his mansion and falling into pools full of oil and <laughs> I mean it can be that way if you're if you don't know your way around. <laughs> now what what isn't in the oil though, right? Because a lot of stuff you can do virtually, but there are things that you can't. Like what? Uh what can't you do? So your bedroom's in oil, right? Because you get to sleep there. Yeah, it's, I sleep in the oil. I would say most of the time. It, if I fall asleep outside the oil, it it I don't get a very good night's sleep anymore. Do you bathe in the oil? Um, I actually that is the one thing you have to do outside of the oil is occasionally bathe. Um, and get a take take a bit of an air bath, so to speak. We're working on sort of a an oil based sort of shower misting product. Uh, that can help kind of get the extra film uh, from the virtual oil off your skin because um, kind of extended stays in the universe now can have some minor uh, effects on the on the skin. But um, we're really working on the finding the right product to um, accelerate recovery from the effects of the oil so we can spend even more time uh, in the universe without those uh, side effects. It's it's nothing that scary though. Just standard, you know, rashes and um, maybe a little bit of weeping from the from the rashes. I'm just trying to I'm trying to get get a picture in my head of what. So oil, yes, we know this oil. What what, what is not oil in your house? A shower system of some sort. Okay. What else? Do you have any physical objects? Um, I have. You know, I have some. I mean, there's the the barriers. <laughs> barriers? Do you mean walls? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could. I guess you could call them walls, but they're like, but they're able to hold oil, not just air. So really, the levels of the pools can kind of go up and down based on my, based on like the time of day or what my what my home oil automation system, you know, does to the different levels of the pools. You have tidal oil pools in your house. Yeah, I I really like to think there's sort of a rhythm. Tried to sort of give the house a seasonal rhythmic feel to it you know not just through throughout the day but throughout the month and the year as well kind of adjusting the uh the level and opacity of the oil as well Uh, the thing i like about you frankie is the more we've talked over the years the less and less every time you actually sound like a human being (laughs) like human (laughs) wants and needs fascinating <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i really like to think of myself as aspiring beyond humanity <laughs> um, some sort of meta human yes ex- exactly like i i think that eventually i just right. have the more time goes on the more i see the limitations of our of our corporeal form and i think we could merge with the oil? Our, yes, I believe we could become, not just one with the oil, but become the oil. 
Is there a verse for those uh, meta meta people within your verses? There's like sort of a meta. A there's meta like Muniz verse. Yeah, like within the the Muniz verse, there is a meta Muniz verse, and that is um, really sort of the it's sort of our approximation of the meat verse, like but within the Muniz verse and. Getting you know. real oil-based world on a wire vibes here <laughs> for the thirteenth floor or whatever that movie was called. <laughs> Sorry, you were telling us about the oil matrix. Um, well, really, like at first, you know, some of the feedback we got about it was that it. Why would I go into this fantastical oil-based world virtual experience that's unlike anything I've ever seen before, and then within that have a space to kind of do what you could have supposedly done in the meat verse anyway. But really we have found that it it's important to have a sort of a more reality, a more non-virtual reality-based experience within the virtual Muniz verse. And uh, it also, having that space um, also kind of increases uptake of our, of our virtual oil-based um, tokens that you can uh, use to, that you can have and have the uh, exciting representation of. So it really, really it serves as both a, a kind of a break from the more unreality portions of the experience, but also it serves as a more effective storefront as well. And it is one of the easiest places to spend your, your uh, email coins as well. So if I drive down to the Best Buy in Scottsdale and jump in, one of the the demo versions of this tank. What's the probability I come back out? <laughs> that's, well, that's what I'm wondering. It's like not just my body. I think my body'll still be there, but like my mind. I think it's kind of like the transporter paradox. <laughs> I I don't think we have a way to the prove Jason that Statham you movie? do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you brought up Jason. I love Jason. He's he has been one of my best allies in this um and and that's uh, a paradox yeah yeah the transporter you know like uh you know when we do invent you know technology that can deconstruct our molecules and move them across vast stretches of space time and put ourselves back together how do we we find that jason statham has already done it (laughs) yes i mean he told me that he had continuity of his experience when when he went and came back out of the oil (laughs) <laughs> but I don't have a way to prove that he's not just a copy of himself who thinks that he had continuity of experience. Wait, is this where the cloning comes in? Where are we getting copies of people? Well, like, if you go in the oil, Charlie, you're worried you might not come back out. And Right. What I'm saying is that we don't know that you will, but we <laughs> do know <laughs> <laughs> but you know Jason Statham we, did. We do know <laughs> We do know that Jason Statham did and said that he did. But we don't really have firsthand experience that we're not just like creating a copy of our consciousness that thinks we remember that time. I can't guarantee that you will come back out, but I can guarantee you that it doesn't matter. <laughs> So are there any uh, ways to tell the difference between the various levels of the Munizverse? The Munizverse and the Meta-Munizverse and the Meta-Munizverse, Meta-Munizverse, 
cetera. Um, I mean, we've, we're working on integrating a feature to tell you how many uh, layers deep you are, but that's been surprisingly tricky to figure out, especially since once our developers were required to be within the Munisverse while they're developing the features. It's, it's been tricky from a QA perspective because it's very <laughs> difficult to implement a what level are you on system when there's so many different levels that each of the developers and testers are in and they don't know which one they are. And it's like really become what you might call like an unsolvable problem. But uh, I think eventually we will get there. So I guess the answer is no, we don't. We don't know yet what level we're in. I keep forgetting that we're we are in. I am in the meat verse right now. It's just becoming increasingly unfamiliar. So is it like the movie Avatar then, where like people didn't want to leave the world of Pandora? Um, no, they they do want to leave. They just can't. They <laughs> they just can't. But they, I think they, I think eventually we will get be able to get everyone out that wants to be out. But I I really don't think there's a lot of evidence that. Um, that the people in there are not in there by choice because um, I've heard a lot of different things on that front in my uh, travels through the Munizverse and the various meta one through you know seven eight nine I think we're up to twenty something at least but I haven't been all the way in as far as some of our developers have have you lost anyone any of the developers well it's kind of like, like I was saying too deep like or something. I guess you could say we have in that we lost them, but I think that they wanted to be lost, but we can't, we can't reach in far enough to get them. Are you working on, on tools to reach further down in case they do want to get out? Yeah, but that, that is proving pretty technically difficult because of just how um, many people you fired. (laughs) I mean, that that's part of it, but you know, there's only so many it's, there's only so many people in the meat verse that I can, you know, keep sending in. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to find people who uh, want to go in when they, you know, hear about, you know, the various workers that have gone down and never come back. And I, you know, usually tell them, well, that's because you haven't been in as far as they have and seen what it's like down there. So is there a typical level? That they have to get to before you feel justified in cutting off their pay and benefits? Well, so far, I've never seen anyone go to level 25 and come all the way back to zero. This is level zero we're in right now. At that point, all I can do is support the system. And, you know, really, their pay and benefits can really only be in kind because it's a, a limitless world to them down there. I think. I haven't been to 25 yet. So is there anything different about the worlds as you go down? Or are they just like copies of this one? Or Well, it's it's a bit hard to explain unless you've been there. But Oh, then question withdrawn. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I will, I'll attempt to make a good answer of this. It's, it's, uh, it's not so much that the world like is like ours. It's sort of the lines between yourself and the world start to blur and your your abilities to, you know, kind of customize your surroundings. Or really, if you go down far enough, it's the, the difference between you and the Munisverse itself just seems to matter a lot less. You just kind of stop thinking in those 
sort of sort of ego centric sort of terms and you tend to more think of yourself as part of the meta 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 immunis verse so how's cody banks going <laughs> uh it's it's going well is this where we find out it's now only exclusively in the Muniz verse. I think for further reach, we're gonna do a dual release on uh, in both the Muniz verse and in uh, Muniz space as well, which is our meet verse uh, social platform that we've recently acquired. Oh, I don't think we know about Muniz space. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Muniz space uh, is. I think really going to be like the premier social platform. See, a lot of people think of the the corporate blog, the corporate blogosphere as kind of uh, kind of boring and devoid of humanity. But if you put it in a virtual environment, then it can be can be much more engaging. We did buy topics dot com uh, t o p i x for those of you who are too young to remember topics. And we've spun that into Muniz space. How did that work? Given that topics, as far as I knew, wasn't a social media site. We got the domain name. We think that'll be enough to kind of get our name out there so that we can route traffic from people looking for topics.com to Muniz space. But we have had to build out the technology uh, from from the ground up, unfortunately. But we we did recently add the feature to uh, you can actually uh, have your own personal blog now. Um, it's not just posting to the feed, as we call it, because it was when we started version 1.0 of Muniz Space presented by Topics.com was really just a singular feed. But we found our moderation strategies uh, weren't enough to uh, keep up, so we needed to close the public feed, and now it's a series of private blogs, of approved private blogs, mostly in people with some connection to Muniz Industries. Now, well, my understanding was that you had rolled out a new feature called Muniz Space Invisible, where for $8 a month, people could pay to not be uh, on everyone else's feeds that is the feature we we introduced so how's that going adoption has been slow but steady but a lot of people seem to be kind of complaining that i was holding their data hostage by having to pay for a private blog and i said it's you know i'm it's a social media site you need to need to post to the feed or uh, make your private posts but you you will have to pay for those it's so then what's the advantage of being on Muniz space or in Muniz space? I guess I'm not sure which is the correct term. That being on Muniz space, it's not so much about what you'll get now. It's about the promise of what you will get when it becomes kind of the central hub that feeds into our everything app. Once it merges with the Muniz verse and the meta Muniz verse, it will be the premier a spot to do everything from pay your bills to exchange virtual oils to purchase virtual property in the metamunisverse. It's really about getting in on the ground floor of something that will really pay off down the road. If I have a uh, space account, I, I just want to know w- what features right I can get for my uh, 
What, what is the fee again? Eight dollars a month to become invisible. Become invisible. Wow. Yeah. Where you Otherwise, lose the blue check mark that everyone has. Is that worth eight dollars? Well, that is the underlying question of Munis space. Munis space. I. I mean, the choice is, you know, I think it's worth it, you know, because you're helping pay be a part of the the future, you know. Like like uh, Munistagram, is that a new thing? Oh, Munistagram. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd heard rumblings of a Munistagram. Munistagram. It's part of our new um, initiative to get into the weights and measures industry um, by, you know, everyone has kind of complaints about, you know, metric, standard. And we think that there is a a better third way. um, And it's going to be based on the standard measure of the Munistagram, um, which is a precisely metered amount of our invisible oil. And it's an incredibly... Uh, stable material it's it never it, biodegrades it it never breaks down it never goes away and it that makes it perfect for uh standardizing weights and measures so yeah, I, forever oil um, yeah i you know that's a that's as much as i can uh reveal right now about that exciting new development so uh keep keep on the lookout for that um with your local your local standards lab yeah yeah <laughs> Can I find them on Munis Space? Yeah, I, that's actually been a lot of our adoption, our weights and measures um, laboratories. Oh, people who are fed up with metric or standard and want to want that third way. <laughs> yeah, and and it's actually part of like we the you have to sign up for the account to be part of Munistagram. You you do have to make a a Munis Space presented by Topics.com account to join that to get it on that so that has really actually kind of helped boost our readership on on the feed so, but right now there's just a lot of people asking about when is the munistagram coming out and uh I to tell them we're, we're working on it but uh that's all i can say right now well uh were there any further questions for frankie while he's here from alex or charlie or paul uh no not really but it's been it's great to great to meet you Frankie. Yeah, it's wonderful as always. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you, Frankie. Yeah, I look forward to our oil space future. Me too. I'm already living it. I can't wait for everyone else to come join me. The only question is what level you want to live on. I, you know, that is a good question. I hear what, that's the what country <laughs> do you want to live in? What state do you want to live in? You know, what level do you want to live I th- in? I think I'm gonna gonna hodl some oil coin. So. <laughs> Email coin. Email. Oh, email. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Well, I, I think that's a great investment. All right. Well, thanks, Frankie, for joining us. And thanks also to Alex and Paul. Yeah, glad I could be here. Yeah, same. We hope you'll join us for our next episode, which might be a little bit. I don't know if we have a guest podcast for Christmas or not. Charlie hasn't told me about what's happening there yet, but oh, maybe we got it'll something. happen. We got something special coming up. Oh, hey, yes, something oh. brewing. Yeah. That's nice. exciting. Yeah. There you go. So... Got that to look forward to. I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. Keep outroing. Oh, I thought we already said thanks to Well, but guys. you have to say things for the guitar with whistling to come oh, in. Oh, yeah. So, uh. <laughs> Cue Paul and Doug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm impressed. So, if you enjoyed that episode of the Kinvesky Wallace Report. It doesn't have to stop there. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure.
pretty sure. Are, are we gonna are we gonna reveal the secrets? I'm ready if you are. I mean, I guess they can start by following us on Facebook or Twitter, or just go to the, the old fashioned internet to GobeskiWallaceReport.com. Search AOL keyword Gobeski Wallace Report. I think you can find us actually in the Yahoo directories if you click on entertainment, audio, uh, miscellaneous. I would say that's actually even uh, increased. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we've really been uh, pushing <laughs> pushing the boundaries of. I of just our, have, uh, sorry. I just have to stop and say, like uh, Adam thinks, yes, and is saying, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's funny. <laughs> sorry, I had to explain the joke. On the spot. Uh, <laughs> That, Sorry, <laughs> that's that's what where the material comes from. <laughs> yeah, I think really the best improv comes from someone else in the group stopping the improv and comments <laughs> on the quality <laughs> of the prompts. The real the meta the meta game. <laughs> so what is happening for Christmas, Charlie? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but I mean. Oh my god. We can always <laughs> What do I have it? I have something big in the works. What is it? I don't know. Now that we're off the air. You know? <laughs> I'm just you setting it up. Answer that, I'm right? setting the expectations high, forces me to come up with something.